0: Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the official WNRG podcast. We believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared.
1: Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insight into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others.
0: This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and the dedication of our core team.
1: I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja-Evans.
0: And I'm Brittany Lamare. Make sure to text WNRG to 239355 to have episodes sent straight to your mobile every Thursday morning. And we always want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts in our Buzz Group, WNRG podcast series, or by tagging us.
1: Today in the studio with us is Jessica Clark.
2: Could you also give us um, what your, your title is here at Humana?
1: Yes, my title uh, is
3: uh, vice president of health Quality and stars
1: you're a VP' you're, your leadership skills must just I can tell just by talking to you in these few minutes they're, they're impeccable I mean I can see you, you, you see a vision you know you can I can see where where why you are where you are um, so being the leader that you are you know what lessons important lessons did you learn and in, in, in along the way, And how did you find that to be valuable? Yeah. So when
3: I think about being a leader and the lessons I've learned along the way, I would say it really started with how I just approach my work in general Mm -hmm. first before I think about, you know, how have I become a leader or who am I as a leader? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I think about, and just as I, again, took a step back to try and think about what's driven me to where I am today, is... I am not risk averse. So I would not normally personally in my life, I've never considered myself a risk taker. But for whatever reason, when I think about what I've done in my career, I've never turned something away and I'm not necessarily afraid to fail. And when I try and think about that, I go back to, I always say this, um, is Uh, Nothing came like easy or naturally to me, you know, growing up or um, or anything like that. So I was never the smartest kid in the class. I was never the, um, you know, most athletic out on the basketball court or playing golf or whatnot. But uh, I don't know why I was just always a really hard tryer.
1: And so if I, could,
3: if I could describe something, I just always, for whatever reason, wanted to do the best I could do. And if that still meant I lost, but I tried my best, mm-hmm. then that's where I ended up, and, and that's fine. And so when I think about that, when I took my first job out of college as uh, working in IT and literally never owning a computer in my life, I just said, okay, I'll do it. And I um, just jumped in and had no idea what I was doing and just worked really hard. And so that... I was taking a risk. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, my friends would laugh like, you know, why are you doing this job? You don't know anything. <laughs> and I just, you know, one, I just needed a job because I was 22 and, and needed to start making money. But two, I was like, OK, well, what's the worst that can happen? Mm. And and then that just started to build my confidence um, more that, uh, you know, I, I kind of think about it as is I'm not a doctor. I'm not saving lives. Mm. And so the worst thing that happens is I don't do that job anymore. I get fired or and yes, that would be really hard. Uh, but if I'm trying my best, I, I did all I could. And so then I started working. I think I was a consultant or a manager um, where I used to work. And I was working for a woman who was extremely difficult to work for. And she gave me constant feedback. And as a consultant, you get constant feedback along the way. And um, anyways, and you mm-hmm. get it from... The clients, and you get it uh, from your managers, mm. and so you start to get a thicker skin. But this woman um, was extremely detailed, mm. and it, and pushed me a lot. And I remember at one point, like leaving her, uh, we really didn't get offices, but leaving the area she was working and wanting to cry. <gasps> and um, I remember at that point. I could make a choice because you always have a choice with feedback to listen Mm -hmm. or to dismiss it or somewhere in between. And so I decided to listen to it and went back to, I'm not perfect. And I'm just going to listen to what she says, learn from it. I'm not, I'm going to try to not take it personally Mm -hmm. and move on. And maybe by, you know, six months later of working with her, Uh, I got better and I didn't allow her feedback to take to take it personally. And so then what I started finding is, is that I could I be it became a lot easier to take feedback and no one could uh, I, I for the most part didn't. Walk out of rooms with my head hanging low, mm-hmm. feeling bad about myself. I tried to really separate that as this is someone trying to help me grow. Mm-hmm. It's not personal. And so, as I started doing that, if someone gave me feedback or something I created wasn't exactly right and they said it, I didn't go back to my computer and hang my head and um, get mad at them. I just listened took the feedback and moved on. And then there was feedback that I'd get that I decided I didn't need to listen to. Mm -hmm. And I worked for um, a gentleman on an IT project I was leading and he gave me feedback that I should have been harder on the phone um, when, uh, that I was too nice. And I responded back, did we deliver it on time? And he said, yes. And I said, so I handled it in my way. That's how I get things done. And it was delivered on time. And end of story. End of story. And um and so I always, you know, think of that and I and I told him I'm not afraid to get uh to push on people. But there wasn't a need. We hadn't missed a date yet. Mm -hmm. And that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. And so I think as I started and continued down that career path and continually to get pushed, I started to understand maybe my value system more. I started to understand who I was more Mm -hmm. as a person. And so what I've always figured out is there are um, just, you know, certain things – for me that I have to stay true to myself on who I am. And then the, all the other half is I just need to learn and continue to get better. So when I think about that as a leader, um, I would say I've grown as a leader at Humana because prior to coming to Humana, you would get teams and then six months later, you would go and you'd have a whole different team and you'd be working on a different project, et cetera. Mm. And so I think at Humana, we have a lot of leadership classes that you can take True. and uh, to develop. I've worked for, all, all of the leaders I've worked for at Humana have been really good at developing me from, you know, Lowell when I first started mm. to uh, now where I work for Susan Smith. And I, I just think they continue... Um, by having good leaders, I'm able to uh, take what they do that I that really works for me, and then try and make it my own. Um, and, and I still have t- tons of room and opportunity as a leader to grow. I constantly think about how I don't always give my people enough time, or um, you know, how can I continue to be there for them and support them? Um, and And so, you know, I continue to see that as it's to me, it's similar to um, parent uh, or a leader is I don't think you ever get to a point where you can stop developing on that or where you don't have room to get better. And so that's sort of how I think of leadership um, and, you know, where sort of I've come from. So then what I try and do as a leader is be there to support the team. Um, and think about how I can connect um, and and try and have that open door so people can come to me with questions. Um, The other thing I feel really great about with Humana is it's really easy to have someone call you a good leader when you have a good team
1: Mm. and
3: you've got good people working for you. And at Humana, we've got great talent. And so it's really easy to lead a team of, you know, talented people. You just need to help figure out how you break down the barriers if they um, run into something. Or sometimes you just need to listen and they come to the solutions themselves. And it's probably a better one than I would have come up with, anyways. Mm. Uh, so I think, um, again, if I, I, I guess I, I rambled on there. Well, a little no, bit, I think but. it
1: was interesting because I heard there was a bunch of pieces that I, you know, yeah. absorbed myself just listening to you. But it sounds yeah. like from, from where I, you I, were,
2: I loved everything you were saying.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was fantastic because what I heard was a few things, you know, you weren't afraid to fail, yep. so you're, that one mentor, we'll call yep. her, yep. that really gave you a hard time, but yep. you learned some life skills from, yes. You know, so you weren't afraid to fail, and then you had different teams when you were in the consultant role in your other mm-hmm. um, uh, work, and so you had all these different personalities yep. all the time, so you learned skills from working with all these personalities. Now you're saying you're at Humana and uh, many other pieces, but the growth and development that yep. your leaders um, are allowing you to grow and develop with, yep. with, with, classes yep. along with, it sounds like that's what you are as a leader is yep. allowing your people to do the same thing. Um, do you feel like you have a I team? Mean, yeah, go ahead, Brittany. I'm, well, I, I, I have tons be, of I, questions. I, I
2: do have a, a, a brief question. Um, so you came from Accenture and I know that's like a really heavy IT firm. Right came from healthcare, IT myself, but not at that level. Um, but it sounds like you're able to articulate a lot of, like, kind of the clinical things that go into... Camina, I mean, do you have any advice for us about approaching the unknown and, you know, completely jumping into a, a new area or a new industry that you're not familiar with? Do you have any advice
3: yeah. for us? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to just go for it. I think when I think about advice or when people say that, or even sometimes when I'm interviewing um, candidates for open roles, this happens sometimes, especially I think as women, where we sometimes take ourselves out of the running or we're waiting till we have everything before we go for it. And so my advice, you know, man or woman. But I think it's something that as women, we need to think about that, um, you know, maybe I was just too naive <laughs> when I was young um, to care about it. And then I, I've worked through it. So now it's just what I do is just, just go for it, just jump in. And uh, for, for me, the way I then go about approaching it, again, is just hard work. Start reading, start getting involved, start asking questions and, um, you know, volunteer to take something on that maybe others feel are too difficult and, and have confidence in that. And for me, the way I always go about doing it, and especially when I think about a really big project or a really big scope or stars, which can feel really big and overwhelming, is... I, just get started. Just pick one area to go, one mm. area you want to learn, one particular aspect that you think you can get done and add value, and just start moving on it and just start learning. And then that starts to grow from there. And, and that's I think there's m- many ways you could go about doing it. That's just how I've found uh, that I've been able to be you know, successful or get things accomplished um, is I just work really hard to find that one area where I can begin to make an impact, and
1: then it grows from there. And it sounds like you're passionate about learning, uh, yeah. but what else are you passionate about?
3: Um, personally, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm passionate about my kids. I've got mm-hmm. a 5-year-old and an 8-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boys, girls? I have a boy is 8 and ah, a girl is 5. Sweet. yes. She's not sweet, but yes, (laughs) (laughs) she, she's got, she's going to be, she's got leadership potential. Yeah, no, she has leadership potential. (laughs) Um, No. So, so I'm passionate about, uh, you know, trying to be there for my kids and figuring out um, how to support them. But at the same time, I think there's always that challenge of how do you support uh, support them um, but at the same time, not protect them the whole time. Um, and then I, I am passionate about. Uh, it sounds like so cliche, but I'm, I, I just want to, I want to help people, mm. want to try and make you know one little part of the world a better place. Nice. Yeah. And um, I think when I think about, um, you know what I want to do or how I want to do it or how I approach things, I have to feel like I'm making an impact on something bigger or broader than myself. and that's just I've kind of that's it's good what Absolutely I look what I look for
2: Engagement and being like really feeling involved in the workplace and then with the bold goal and
3: mm-hmm.
2: all this kind of feeds into it.
3: It does it does. Yep, and uh, I think that's when I'm uh, from uh, an Accenture perspective. When I was there, I got put into more like the transportation IT side of things, and there was a moment in my career where I could continue down that path, or they had a um, area where they needed some support in healthcare, and um, the you know that's really why I made that switch to healthcare at 24 four, 25 years old to start working with clients in the healthcare space, um, just cause that spoke to me more, um, you know, and again, not naive enough to, you know, not really sure what that means mm-hmm. and how that's going to actually impact people. But now when I think back and, and when I think about what we're doing at STARS and when I think about Humana's bold goal and what we try and do, um, all the things that we're trying to do that makes us a successful business and gets our earnings per share and all of that, mm-hmm. all, all of it really is driven by having the right quality of care for our members. And and is that what
1: the bold goal means to you?
3: Yeah, I, I think that's what the bold goal means to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I think the other piece to it is, I, again, working for different companies. I think Humana thinks about that with our associates as well. And, and as much as you could go to any company and have feedback or things you would tweak or change about what they do um, or how, you know, not every company is perfect, but just being around a lot of other companies, what Humana does for their associates um, is, you know, really supportive in that.
1: And uh, I I try to always remember that. Um, the the health outcome survey mm-hmm. and how it kind of um, brings in the bold goal as it well. Does.
3: Yeah, and we're actually partnering with the bold goal team to see where they're looking to pilot things and where we could test and learn things from a STARS perspective. How can we partner together? Uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're we've always tried to partner with the bold goal. But I think in 2019, we've been really their leadership in us. We've been really aligned around, hey, let's find something we could go and partner in think about the bold goal, mm-hmm. and then does that result in different STARS results and really try and tie those things together.
1: So I'm looking forward to seeing what we can test and learn
3: with each other in 2019.
1: And that'll be interesting because yeah. you are working with the population, the Medicare, yep. you know, so typically, you know, the bold goal to make them 20% healthier by 2020 or what, the yep. long term, you know, does look different for the folks that are um, in the Medicare population. It does, yeah. I get
2: that. And I think it's, so neat that we we work so hard to have this cross collaboration across different business areas because we do have so much internal talent that is so good at what they do that we're i feel even just being with humanities these past two years i really feel like we're making strides in trying to eliminate silos and really work together to just harness all the you know subject matter experts that are just so amazing at knowing what they know and I think your team's an awesome example of that and the partnership they're going to do with the bold goal and the information found out in those different areas
3: yeah thank you I think that's one of the key things that we work really hard at and that we try and say is and when I talk about the stars results and and things like that it's not you know me or just my team it really is the enterprise Mm -hmm. focusing on it And that does rely on a lot of collaboration and working with each other to understand what does success look like to you and what does success look like to us and how can we both be successful and how can we align on what that is. And that does take a lot of collaboration and sometimes that does take a lot of work and sometimes those things aren't aligned and you have to work through, um, you know, those healthy tensions but it's all worth it in the end. And what I find is is that at Humana, we all want the same thing as an end result. We all just might have different ways that we'd go about doing it. And so how do you work together to come up with the best solution that works for the majority of the stakeholders mm. and at the end of the day has the best outcomes for our members?
1: And that's fantastic. Do you have a story that you don't get to tell often enough? Yeah. Um. That was that's a hard question. I feel like, and then it adds. It's it to always the kind public... of fun sometimes. so I <laughs> certainly don't want to no. eliminate it if, you, if there was something you wanted no. to
3: share. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I have a story that I don't get to tell often enough. I, I guess again for me, the the story or the piece, and I've kind of I spoke on it earlier, is really around not not being afraid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of think about that as I go back and I had a kind of crotchety old grandpa um, that I loved dearly. And, you know, he taught me how to play golf and it had to be ready golf. And if you weren't ready, you know, he would yell at you. You got to get moving. And I don't, if you don't know what ready golf is, but it's basically it doesn't matter sort of where your ball is. You get up there and you hit it and you have to move fast. And he always moved f- very fast and had to get going, uh, you know, continue to work on that. So when I think sometimes about things um, and when I think about the maybe two ways if someone asked me, you know, where I am today is I think a piece of that is not letting people intimidate you or stop making having that stop you to to either do the right thing or try something new or move it forward and so that you know driving those right decisions that are right for you I think at the end of the day um, when I when I think of where I am it's because I I tried to when an opportunity came up I always tried to take it try my best not to allow others to intimidate me mm-hmm. to not speak my truth uh, I, I think those are kind of the key things for me, and then again, I just had this innate, you know, being in my soul that sometimes is hard. That I always have to try my best, and sometimes I wish mm-hmm. I could turn it off, but I I never can. And so I, I think those are sort of the three things that make up who who I am as a person in general, not not just at work. So
2: like I love the story. Oh, that's wonderful. Right, because okay. it just, so just in the see how to keep ready. You yeah, have to ready
1: golf. I'm ready ready curious about that. <laughs> I, being a new golf person oh yeah So i'm thinking ready golf just have to, you don't get a practice swing you just have no, to go for it you just have to go oh for it my. you got to
3: get up you have to be ready if you wow. want to practice swing you better have walked fast up to your ball before he caught up to before you, right? he caught up oh, to God. you yeah yeah that's
1: that's great that's great we'll sum it up here so thank you okay. jessica clark for being oh. in the studio with us today Uh, we learned so much about the stars (laughs) and, um, about you personally. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. And that's it for this episode. Make sure to text WNRG to 239355 so you can catch us next week.
0: This podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We also want to thank you for spending time with us this week. And we always want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts in our buzz group. WNRG podcast series or by tagging us. We couldn't do this without you.
1: Until next time, be intentional,
0: stay curious, and inspire others.